You're looking or dreaming. Series 1, XJ6, late 73, 4.2, fully important, huh? So you're a JAG expert. So am I. Maybe we should go on sale of the century. <laughs> Gordon Farkas. Isn't it? Jeff Mullins, the boss. But I'm better looking. That's why my picture's up there. Simo and Redman are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey everyone, this is Simo. Welcome to episode 49 of the Thong Slappers podcast. Redman, are you present? I am present, Simo. Welcome back to Australia's first name to dedicate a streetcar podcast. How you been? Oh, pretty fucking busy, actually. You know, it's funny. Lucy always says to me, just remember, Einstein had just as many hours in the day as everyone else, which is pretty fucking depressing. But, I mean, she's in the same boat as me. Like, she's always busy, 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 doesn't get half the shit done that she actually wants to get done. So she wasn't saying it to give me shit. She's just sort of saying it more to... You know, be on the same page as me as far as how annoying it is. But anyway, I just wish we could talk about the technicalities of this exact episode. What the hell we've been through to get to this recording stage? False starts and false recordings. It's like a a three-day project. project. Absolute uh, drama. But I got lost last week. Did you? Seriously. In your own house or where? In the bush. Whose bush? I went, uh, I got home from work back to the village at 6pm, so I just threw my bag into my room and grabbed my water bottle and went out for a bit of a walk, run slash walk, yeah. uh, and the trail's out behind work, there's all fire breaks and stuff, and I'm obviously not real good in the bush, and uh, I was jogging down and just in my own dream world, and I went a different way, then when I went a bit of a different way, then I suddenly realised that it was almost dark, which is not very far away from dark. <laughs> What, is that the night or the bush? Both, dark bush. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's her name? I'm Kate Bush. I had a bit of a look and I got my phone out. <laughs> is, that like, is that like Yana's vent? <laughs> Have you seen Yana's vent? <laughs> 60 minutes, really. Oh, Checking my phone, I was, down, I was down to 5% and I didn't know where I was. I could, yeah. see, I could see the lights of the footy over a little way away, like about 2Ks away through the dead at night. I had yeah. to fucking ring my mate who was back at the camp and go, can you come and get me? I'm lost. He goes, well, where are you? And I said, well, I'm fucking lost. But I told him the last landmark I went past, it. I jogged past it. It said the Western Trail, but it was back a bit. And I said, I could probably bumble my way back there in the dark. So he said to me, I'll come look for you for half an hour, mate. But if I can't find you, seriously, I'll have to get ERT out, the emergency response team out. And I'm like, oh, for fuck. They're the most over the top. Imagine fucking... Army reservers with a bigger budget. They're just absolutely over the top. But before he came and looked for me, because he's known me for years, he went and checked my room. He has this fuckhead's probably just in his room winding me up. (laughs) 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 So he found me and I had to fucking... Even in the ute, we kind of took a few wrong turns to get back to the... Got got back to the camp at like 8.30, fucking starving, hungry, whatever. And it was a fucking... So at work the next day, I had to fess up and tell everyone it was... Fucked, and they've been calling me compass and drawing lines along my lunchbox, you know, north and shit. (laughs) Wankers. (laughs) Uh, What about you, any bushwork? Oh, well, no, mate. I like it all pretty smooth, but I do have a couple of things to catch up on, actually. You know, episode 48, there's a few things that I may have got wrong as far as 1979 goes. Um, If I have to come and we'll be doing another hour. (laughs) Look, firstly, just, just to clarify something, that... Oh, what was that? I can't remember the name of the band now. I've got the song now. I just can't remember the name of the band. Oh, um, oh, Mick Jagger. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. That song was called Country Honk that has the car horn in it. Country Honk. You'll know if you heard it. And also, it wasn't actually it wasn't actually Mike Chapman. It was the old manager, Sam Cutler. He was the guy who tooted the horn. I just realised I'd listened to two, two different conversation hours. So I got a bit confused. And... Remember we were talking about the 1979's biggest rainfall was at Bellenden Kerr? Yes. Right. Bellenden Kerr Station. I thought, oh, fuck, it's probably like northwest, way out west. Maybe they had like a flood or some shit happening. Who fucking knows? Anyway, I drove through there last week when I was in Cairns. I was working in Cairns. I was heading down to Innisfail and I drove through Bellenden Kerr near Babinda. Ah, oh, there you go. Fucking right, there you go. Near that other place where Brad, 
Brad Bevan came from, the triathlete. They always, always said that song would go through there. So it was actually, and the station part was Bell and Nuka Weather Station. I was thinking it was like a big property or something like that. So, yes, that was a bit scary. Hey, speaking of driving around, you know what else is scary? Well, I had to go up to Mossman and I was busting for a piss. Like, I needed a piss. So I pulled into like the local Woolworths. Oh, I figured, oh, there's got to be a toilet here. You know what public toilets are like. Fucking best yes. of times are pretty terrible. But luckily it was just a piss. And usually, you can, you know, if you've got enough pressure on, you can kind of stand at a safe distance away from the bowl to make the aim. So I've gone into this, into the worst area, and it's just one of those one toilets. You know the one toilet fits all scenario? Like it's men's, it's women's, it's disabled, it's got the whole kit and caboodle going on. You know that style of toilet? Yep. Right. As I'm just waiting because it's engaged, anyway, this, this woman, like an elderly, more elderly woman with her, must be a granddaughter, walks out. And just as I've walked in, I've swung the door open, and oh my God, the smell. I, I was nearly sick, and nothing really makes me sick as far as smells and gross stuff, but it was just, I could hardly breathe. Like, the stink, that poo smell had actually sucked all the oxygen, the clean oxygen, out of the air in that toilet, right? <laughs> so... I've just fucking held my breath, done my business, just did like a, a you know, like when you piss, it could be like, it cuts like a plasma cutter, it's got that much fucking force, you can cut steel with it, I do one of those pisses, yep. and I just fucking quickly washed my hands, and I've like thrown the door open and walked out, and there was a guy waiting to go in, who was kind of probably about our age, and I said, mate, I'm telling you, I promise, I just did a piss, that smell was already there when I went in, he goes, yeah, sure, mate, <laughs> How is it when you read some of the symptoms, like when you're looking at Dr. Google, I was looking at something on Dr. Google and it says one of the symptoms of this particular problem is you have really offensive bowel movements. I'm like, well, fuck me. What, what, what are your normal bowel movements? Fucking, you know, friendly and <laughs> Some sort of lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> friendly and outgoing. But nothing's, uh, <laughs> nothing surprising in 2020. They can shove this year up their arsehole. Oh, jeez, you got that right. The, the, other, the other toilet tobacco I had, I was actually flying to Mackay from Brisbane, which is, you know, it's a pretty short flight. Normally you can get away without having a slash or doing anything like that. It's pretty much, once you take off, the plane goes up in the air. As soon as it gets a, to flying height, it pretty much starts coming down to land in Mackay. So it's a pretty short flight. I think it's an hour and a bit or something. And when I was actually waiting to go onto the plane, like just sitting in the lounge, there was this highly attractive blonde, probably, I don't know, mid to late 20s, dressed beautifully. She was like a fucking shining light amongst a sea of tired, decrepit, you know, high-vis wearers, which is where I fitted into the equation. We get on the plane, it's only about half full, and I'm I kind of busted to go for a piss. Like, I drank so much water that morning for some stupid reason. Last thing you should do before you fly. So I've got up to go to the toilet and made my way down to the back of the plane. I've opened the door, same deal. The fucking toilet stunk. Oh, jeez, it was just rancid. And as I've lifted up, like, the lid, I thought, oh, you dirty fuck. Like, whoever was in there before me, Whoever had been there before me, I just thought they hadn't flushed because on the very kind of back of the bowl was just like this, it was like a shit spurt. You know those uh, toilet fresheners you get where you actually sort of stick them on the toilet yes. and they pump out like almost like a rosette yep. of deodorizer. It just gradually wears down. It's almost like a gel. Yeah, it looked it like that, but a bigger version. So I've gone, ah, oh, fucking dirty fuck, and I've flushed the toilet. However, the water in the toilet was actually going around that big splodge, like the big spurt. So it didn't wash off. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, here we go. So anyway, I'm having a slash, and you know, I'm kind of aiming at it, trying to clean it off, and that did fuck all, because it was like freaking clay, this thing. So I finished that. And again, the stink is overpowering, so I quickly done like this, wash my hands. As I've gone to go out, guess who was waiting to go into the toilet after me? A hasty. No, the hot blonde who was in the lounge, who was on the flight. The stunning, well-dressed, beautiful blonde. Who was waiting, you know, at the in the airport lounge to go on the flight? She was waiting. She went into that toilet. I nearly went. Oh, what's, oh, fuck it. what's the point? 
He's just, just going to think it was that fist he caught. <laughs> think that he dumped it and dumped it and ran. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, disgusting fucking anyway, toilets. Talking about getting sidetracked about poo action. <laughs> you were just talking about how crap the year 2020's been. And oh, I agree with you 1,000%. Look, I've got a message I just wanted to read out. It's actually a bit of uh, positive feedback. It's from Southie61, a.k.a. Brendan. Okay, this is twice. Hey, fellas, sitting here in Western Australia in day one of 14 days into isolation before I can go back to the shithole that is work. <laughs> and thank fuck I have a few Thong Slappers episodes to catch up on. I really enjoyed the Mult Rocket series, especially one with Lee Good. I find his work's really awesome. Keep up the great work, gents. Your podcasts have been good company whilst being isolated from family, friends, and my shed while trying to keep the bills paid during this whole shit show. Cheers, Brendan. Brenda's onto it, hey, it's just yep. a fucking shit show the entire year, I think. If, oh, you know what? I reckon next, the only thing that can happen is aliens are just going to land and we're all going to just go, oh, yeah, well, the aliens are here. We've kind of been waiting. And then all the cows are going to walk into the ocean and swim out and fucking rescue helicopters from the bottom of the ocean or something. Like, it's just getting fucking weird. <laughs> no, what else can fucking happen? I mean, what, hot air balloons are suddenly going to be fucking ping pong balls. It's just madness. It is. Look, if aliens landed on the Earth at the moment, they'd just turn and go, fuck this, we're out of here. They'd probably go and get uh, Emma Watson first and take her back. I'd capture capture her for sure. Yeah, that's understood. Fully understand that. Hey, also a couple of little bit of housekeeping stuff to sort out. Someone asked me the other day, you know how we do when we do like a retro Bible studies and we use the Knight Rider theme and then there's the old school burnout revving, uh, I guess almost valve bouncing burnout. Behind it, yep, that goes on after night run. Uh, that's actually Chris Christo in XO775. So, just wanted to put that out there for anyone who's interested. Whereas, our normal, uh, our normal engine burnout noise is, of course, UC smoke. This is actually Chris Christo's XY. It just seemed like the most appropriate burnout noise for an old school Bible studies, you know, um, Old Testament Bible studies review. Absolutely, I love that thing, I love that car. Yeah, big time. And lastly, before we actually do our August 2020 Bible study review, you were going to tell me a story about Staffies, and I had the sunny story to tell you. What was the go with this Staffy story? Oh, the other morning, I went for a jog at home, actually. I was not lost. I was just at home, day off work. <laughs> <laughs> and as I come up the footpath, you know, about 2Ks, 3Ks from home, there's an elderly lady, probably tired because there's a retirement home in my suburbs. She's probably around 70. She had an Alsatian with her. But she's been stalked by another dog, so I've kind of stopped and asked him, so, hey, are you okay? Is that is that dog a hassle? And she goes, mate, it actually is. Do you think you could hold it while we keep walking? That was the staffy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So I kind of went up the staffy, and it wasn't it wasn't sketchy. It wasn't going to bite me up. It was just a staffy. So I grabbed her, yeah, by the collar, yeah. grabbed her by the collar and gave her a good couple of minutes to get going. And I've been a do-good and fuck. I end up reading the collar, and it's like, Rex. So I'm like, ah, for fuck's sake. So, like anyone that owns a mobile phone, I ring them 10 times and they don't fucking answer. So, I text them once and they reply. <laughs> Why put your fucking mobile So, I'm like, ring, 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 ring. Then I finally send a text. Is this your dog? And I send a photo. She rings back and goes, yes. I fancy that. Your phone number's on its collar. I said, um, it's harassed this old lady. I've got hold of it. How, what, where do you live? And she gives me the address and it's not far. It was actually the next cul-de-sac that I go down anyway. And I'm like, oh, right, no problem. I'll... I'll, I'll take the dog back for you. And she goes, oh, it's leads in the backyard or whatever. And right As I start walking, I realise that the dog's too small. I'm hunched way too over. We had, only had about a K, 1,200 metres to go. But I'm too, so I think, oh, I'll carry the thing. So I pick it up and it just stinks. And I said, oh, fuck that. I'm not carrying it all. And I looked down into its eyes and I could tell that it, there was no harm in it. Rex. Actually, it was Max, sorry. So I, I said, Max, I'm going to let you go, but you're going to walk beside me, aren't you? And he's kind of agreeing. Yeah. This is my lesson in staffy fucking logic. I let him go, and instantly he just fucking pisses off at full noise over the back of the stormwater drain after I've rang the lady and told her that I'll take a dog back. So I'm chasing him, yelling, Max, Max, and he thinks it's a race. So he's just pissed off, and there's a, oh, what do you call a laneway that people walk down, a breezeway. And yeah, he's yeah. going down that, and I'm just getting angry and angry, and I'm like, well, fuck off then, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I've turned around and started walking back home. I'm like, is there someone else's problem, whatever? <laughs> Look down beside my foot, and here he is. He's walked back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So the only thing I could find to make a lead out was some plastic in the stormwater drain. So I've climbed in amongst the fucking syringes and fucking wine bottles to get out some, <laughs> yeah, some plastic for this fucking staffy. So I finally, I, I take him home and then uh, as I get to the address, next door there's this elderly lady sitting on the balcony. I said, oh, do you know this dog? She's like, yeah, it's, it's their, their kid. It always gets out, whatever. So we take it into the backyard and I can't make heads nor tails of the fucking chain, the collar. It's... It hasn't had the clip on one then. It's got a D-shackle with no pin on the other. So I'm like, ah, oh, man. Yeah, can't even tie a knot in it. I said, I'll jog home. I'll get some rope and I'll be back. Can you mind the dog until I get back? Oh, yeah, I'll lock him in the laundry. So yeah, it took me a fucking hour to be a do-good and fucking Samaritan. But man, Staffies, this the Staffie Olympics. So I think I sent you the short full version of that whole story in the text. <laughs> you know the crazy part is, and you know that this is human nature of some fuckwits. Like, that, that woman you did all that work for, the next day, the fucking dog would be out again. Like, yeah, she wouldn't have changed the way that she ties it up or done anything like that. It was just, oh, yeah, well, yeah, someone else's problem. I was, oh, amazed, the I was amazed that they, they put some, they repair the fence with some palings. And I'm like, oh, so Ray Charles is in the fence building now. Fuck, <laughs> they were shit. I nearly, honestly, if I had been to do good and fuck properly, I nearly would have bought me hammer out and kind of pulled the piles back off and put them, at least mounted them. But I was like, oh, fuck, problem belong you. But what did your shitter staffy ever do? Did he eat, eat more of your car or a dizzy cap or, you know, a gearbox? No, it actually was something I almost felt a little bit sorry for him for. <laughs> he is obviously, yeah, he's a chewer. We all know that. We always talk about how he eats fucking everything and destroys everything and that's just how he is. And, oh, anyway, I don't want to get started on that side of it, but... St. Lucy texts me. I was at work and she texts me and goes, oh, hey, do you mind if I give Sonny this basketball to seem to play with today while I'm out? I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it was like a um, – oh, we got it for free from somewhere. I think it was like Campus Warehouse or something. It's not quite a full-size basketball. Maybe, uh, I don't know, they call them like a three-quarter or a junior or something like that. No. So it's this kind of smallish basketball. And I said to her, look, just make sure you pump it up really, really hard. Like pump the ball up really hard. So he doesn't pop the thing. That way it'll actually last more than, you know, 15 seconds. And she goes, oh, yeah, 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 no worries. Anyway, later on she messaged me and goes, oh, I told her whether the pump was, like the bike pump, that little fitting, I told her all that was. She goes, oh, I couldn't find the bike pump. So, yeah, no worries. She goes, I just gave it to him. So, oh, well, it is what it is. doesn't matter. So, yeah, no drums. So I get home from work and Sonny's, he's standing at the gate. I'm like, oh, he's still playing with the ball. That's pretty cool. He's got this big yellow, you know, junior basketball in his mouth. And Kogo's next to him, and they're like looking at me, and they're both wagging their tails, waiting to get inside and stuff. And I said to Sonny, I'm like, come on, mate. And I ran around, ran around the back of the house. He runs around. And he's just not letting go of this ball. And I'm like, come on, mate, drop. I'll give it a kick. Oh, drop the ball, drop the ball. And he's looking at me, and you see him starting to shake his head. The fucking ball was stuck in his mouth. Like, he's... <laughs> He's obviously opened his drawer that much to try and pick his ball up. Like it wasn't big enough that he couldn't fit it, but it wasn't small enough to fit yeah, it is it? <laughs> and he's fucking got his jaw caught wide open around this ball. There's fucking saliva and snot and shit everywhere, like all over the ball and over his his mouth. Christ knows how long that ball was stuck in his mouth was. He's just been running around like an idiot with his ball stuck in his mouth <laughs> because Lucy didn't bump it up. It was half caught. Yeah, just like half inflated, but it wasn't inflated enough. So he's managed to get his mouth over it and get his teeth into it, but he couldn't actually undo his mouth. It was like a Chinese finger trap. So I ended up having to like, yeah, just got the ball out of his mouth and just chucked it in the bin, but fuck me. All I can imagine is like a four-legged dodging car. <laughs> he's running around the big That's front. He was just running around this big fucking ball in his mouth for God knows how long. Like, she messaged me. It was seven hours earlier. It's not even sunny. It'd probably been like that for seven hours. Like, oh, my, oh my God. Like he must just, have had a sore jaw. Oh, the dumbest shit. But that's just life, isn't it, really? I'd, I'd put it, when he ate that badge, I'd put it in there. I just, every day I'd go to work, I'd just put it in there, but like a doorstop. <laughs> Don't hit my fucking car, you clap, clap. Hey. You know what? It'll stop and churn shit too. Hey, last bit of uh, episode 48, I had to catch up on. We're trying to talk about Blondie and that song that she was rapping to. It was Rapture. I know. I yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. So, Rapture. That pretty much. The song. It's unbelievable. It is. And that pretty much wraps up the, um, whatever I call that shit, housekeeping, which is a fucking lame DIY term anyway. They're using government or something. Who fucking knows? So, yeah. 
Hey, ready to kick off with some August 2020 Bible studies? Absolutely. I've got the ball ran up, peeling into the wind, second half, ready to kick off. Let's do it. What do you reckon of the cover? Ooh, righty Well, for starters, I actually tore the cover in half accidentally, which is really fucking stupid, because I was trying to find out what month the issue was. It got caught in the, like, console of my car, of my work car, and I shut the lid, and I grabbed the magazine just before, and went rip and just tore half the cover off. So I'm actually looking at Stir Mac at the moment. The Eaton Heen is no longer on the cover. <laughs> oh, that's the tops. Brett Abraham would go off his head. He can't even stand the price sticker not put on squarely. You know, the little thing where it goes to news agents has to be perfectly square. That's right. And it's funny. Brett was saying about how his magazine always ends up fucked up by origami in the letterbox. The thing I've actually realised, this magazine is the first time, like my letterbox is just your normal letterbox, but it's got a tube on there for magazines. And this is the first time the posties actually put the fucking magazine in the tube. I need to almost put, like, a massive sign on magazines, like, in the tube. You know what I mean? You know, you have your you just have, like, a tube underneath it for magazines and shit that's, like, rolled up. You reckon, like, he, you reckon they, he wouldn't figure it out, the post? He's like, hey, what's going on here? Well, it's the first time that a post has actually put the magazine into the tube. I'd always just been jammed into the letterbox. Might be new I was like, oh, my God, just, like, should be on sale of the century, this bloke. <laughs> so... I should actually put a sign on there saying it mustn't be obvious enough there's the world's biggest tube under the letterbox, but anyway. He, he must think that's where he put sausage rolls. I wonder if this guy must get sausage rolls delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Cans of beer. Yeah. A toilet. You can fit a toilet in there. Hey, Matto 351. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Matto 351, he'd have his pants down doing something else. But anyway, it's another story. Now, cover-wise, all right. The thing I do about this cover, it's the larger and the smaller of it. You've got that a six four liter, or well, would have started as a four liter in the end about that cool looking XD. And then down below you have the Cubes are King five sixty five eight set hole new, which is basically more than twice the size of that Barra engine. So what it does to me, it just goes to show that people follow different trends and paths in the street machine scene. Which is the fucking, it's, it's probably the biggest appeal of the hot car scene, really. Especially when you compare it to the restorer thing. Oh, you go to a restorer show. Every fucking car's the same, except it's a different colour. Or has a different grade of, you know, fucking 1950s air in the tyres or some bullshit. <laughs> but that's what it just goes to show. Like, at the end of the day, these two cars are built to run quick numbers, drive, look tough, do burnouts, whatever. But they are completely opposite ends of the scale as far as how they've been built, you know, Styles, what they are yeah. cube-wise or mechanically. And that's what's so healthy about the street machine scene in Australia and around the world, really. So I think that's a – yeah, I just think that's a really good opposite ends of the spectrum cover. Yeah. No same same, that's for sure. What about yourself? Well, I reckon with the cover, turn it upside down, please. Right. The fucking Holden's on top now. Oh, easily sorted. Well done. That turbo on the XD is bigger than the steering wheel. Have a look. Fucking hell. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, um, it's like a tuba, isn't it? Like that crazy. intake. It looks like a tuba horn. Yeah. A red car on the cover of a street car. Oh, sorry. A red car on the cover of a car magazine works too. It's 101. I've always said that. It's appealing. It's... It doesn't matter what the car is, whether it be a Corvette or a uh, four-wheel drive, a red car is a good way to go about it. looks good with the, the yellow, the red, the yellow, the red kind of, you know, the theme down through through the pages. Oh, I do like it. Yeah, yeah. very Ronald McDonald. Yeah, yeah. and actually, uh, it's like the, the cover Rolling Stone magazine. I wrote a letter to the Reddit a while ago when they just had these two piss-weak celebrities on there. I'm like, put a fucking Stratocaster guitar on the front cover for fuck's sake. It's called Rolling Stone magazine. And he didn't write back. I don't know why. I think he's blocked got my emails blocked from that last time. I really want to dedicate. This co- I want to dedicate this cover to three fifty Munno too. <laughs> got a six cylinder, six pole. Yeah, <laughs> bloody six pole. Um, have a look at the rear cover. Oh, it's in one piece. Yeah, Makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yep. Brisbane's got a four point two in the phone number. I think I've mentioned that before, haven't I? No, no you haven't. Oh, okay, well, right. Remember, so it's all fresh to me. Brisbane's yeah, got and an S- and an SLR eight thousand. Yes, it has. So that's a subliminal message from the Masons, you know. So send me a three fifty small block. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I like it. I'm in Brisbane, so it's really easy if they do that. Yeah. I'll even come pick it up and pick yours up too. How's that for service? That you can and, do that. Yeah. And yours are going to a car and mine to become a fucking monument in my shed of laziness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine have just become a monument to no fucking time, but that's another story. Hey, uh, what is that for of the month? I, I had something really different. Go to page 63, please. Oh, wow. That is different. Jared yeah. Wood's Corvette. It's a red Corvette, and I like it because some people may be tempted to say, oh, it's not a fucking streetcar. Yes, it is. It's got four wheels, and it's driven by a fucking human. It's a streetcar. I don't give a fuck what. It's really stunning. And actually, the photo shoot is crazy, too. I didn't write down who done it. Uh, so Luke uh, Newoff. Luke Newoff? Yeah. But if you have a look, it's really good. It's the, the lighting is perfect. The car's low in the shot on the first page. I picked another photo. Have a look at the crazy photo on page 66 of the cabin of the interior. Oh, oh my God. God. I know. Jungle Jim. I'm like, yeah. how do I start it? <laughs> That's what encourages you not to crash it because there's no way you get You're like, fuck, I don't even know how I got in. I can't remember how I got in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's extensive, isn't it? It's, yeah. a, it's an exciting article. The Page 66, The coming up to the staging area, I think they call it, Drake, all the people standing around. It's got him in front of it with the big turbo sitting out on the right-hand side page. It's a really nice car photo, the first, the, the first photo of the thing on the double page. It's a really good photo. I picked it because it is something totally different for the magazine, but worthy and awesome. And five yeah. ton, fucking Noonan fucking engine helps as well, a Hemi. <laughs> That's that's my rig of the month, and yeah, I, I love Corvettes, and that's a red Corvette. So I'm like, fuck, man. I want to. I like a, it. I want to drink a bottle of Jack Daniels and take Daisy Dukes on a date in it. <laughs> in that order. Very cool. It <laughs> <laughs> works for me. What's your rig of the month, there, Skipper? Page thirty-eight, volcanic eruption. <laughs> that could be a pool. That, that could be a penthouse, but it's not. Uh, Volcanic eruption, it's Matt Milne's HZ Ute, the yep. yellow one. Yep. But that one from the cover. Mate, love the big block, mega cubes. I dig the Sandman livery, the fact it's got the Sandman uh, stripes and stuff on it, I think it looks yeah, pretty cool. And it's not just your restored Sandman Ute with GDS wheels and all the shit. I probably would add Sandman to the tailgate because this is what I like. The big surprise that actually attracted to me to this car as a bit of a bonus is the undercarriage detail is really fucking neat, isn't it? Yeah. On page good. 41. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, on the hoist. And probably my favourite feature of this car is the fuel tank. If you look over the page, see the fuel tank, how it's ripped to oh, suit yeah, the cool. floor of the actual ute body? Yep. It's fucking really cool. I love those little detail touches. So, on the whole, I think it's a really tough ute, and that's why I got my rig of the month. Yeah. yeah, it is unusual to see a fuel tank in front of the rear axle, isn't it? It looks good. It is. It just and just the way it's shaped, like it's yeah, like it says in the article there, it took a shitload of work to make it, as I can imagine. But it just looks so cool how it blends into the U floor. I just I love that idea. I think it's a, a nice neat touch. And in fact, this also made my poster child this Ute. So oh, I'm yeah, loving for obvious reasons. Yeah, it made my poster child too. I, and we may as well talk about that. Then it's the reason it made my poster child. Yeah, I, I am loving that. I'm loving yellow cars lately. Um, have a look at the poster. I'll show you what amused me in the poster. On page yeah. 99. Yeah. So turn it over to the yellow ute. Have a look at all the burnouts and then go, you see there's like a, a little like real estate fence or something that runs all the way down the footpath? Sure, yeah. yeah well, there's a giveaway sign at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's obviously a local burnout hotspot. I just think it's hilarious. That poster's got everything you ever want, the hot car, it's got a million burnouts there and Hey, give way. Remember, you know, the safe traffic laws. I like it. <laughs> it's like an oxymoron, isn't it? It is. Mm, big time. Special mentions. What have you got on that front, mate? 84, please. 84. Scotty, with yes. the Superman. The problem I see here, and I'm sure everybody's going to agree, that's almost a fatality, that photo. I mean, he's not wearing high-vis, and he's got his sleeves rolled up both, which are illegal in a workshop these days. He's flirting with death men. That's like parachuting through the devil's finger, finger grinder. <laughs> How is he not hurt? I can't believe that somebody can do that in a workshop. Oh, I'm going to put that on the wall and show my boss. I'm just jealous of the two hoists in the background. I'm, I'm looking, see the look on his face. I'm trying to figure out whether he's thinking about tits or sausage rolls. 
I, I think he's thinking about drag racing with COVID over. Yes, that will be good when that happens, eh? What do you think about, Scotty? You can tell us. Just send us a DM. Let us know what you're thinking about in that photo. Are you busting for a piece? Has he got pants on? <laughs> oh, hey, look, the, the drive was... of the blower could be his wanger. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> you know what news readers that wear a suit up top and nothing underneath? I just, oh, yeah, no, near his left hand. I think it's his jeans. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm just checking. Just checking. Just doing the right thing. Um, and the other one I've got is, is a silly one. It's on page 116. I love the way that you say this one's a silly one after your comment about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, this one's ridiculous. Uh, one... <laughs> oh, pardon me. Yes? One LOL? Yeah. yeah. See what the cat's looking at? Oh, what is it looking at? Is it looking at another cat? No, it's a painting. It's a piss take of the painting. It's the hand of God creating Adam. But if you have a close look, it's a ginger cat as the tail to Adam's finger. <laughs> oh, nicely done. That's a bit of a silly one. What do you got for SM's special mention, Simon Major, Street Machine? If you can flick back to page 11, thanks. Hot gossip right-hand side. More than halfway down, you've got the rebuild of Full Relotus LC, which is great to see. It'd be nice to see that thing rumbling around again. Pro Street 1. That's a mad car, isn't it? It's a fucking great car. Love it. So, very excited to see that car. I'd be interested to see how it finishes, like what he does. I would imagine he's going to paint it red. I can't imagine he'll change the colour. But what it'll do as far as wheels and tyres and engine combo and all that sort of stuff go. So, very keen to see that thing back on the go. Uh, and then, please, if you could flick to page 25. Yep. As part of the Tour de Force legend on uh, Mark Sanders, top right. You've got that Street Machine cover from March 91. This is actually probably my favourite Street Machine cover of all time. And it was taken at, oh, I think it must have been Summonats. Yeah, it was Summonats. And you've got Mark's L8 in the front there, the blue one. You've got Adam Locke's big block HQ Monaro, which had the WD front. You've got uh, John Taverner's Camaro. And behind that, Howard Astle's Rock Solid XA, Rock Solid 3. Craig Parker's Red Tough XY. There, just in front of the food. And also, I'm just, because I'm blind. Oh, yeah. Far right, you've got Bam Bam's HQ. Yep. And up on the trailer, you've got the Motivator panel van to the left of the food store. What a fucking epic. This is just Street Machine 101. That, to me, is, that is just perfect Street Machine time. Like, that was when Street Machine was just, as not so much the magazine, but the scene, the Street Machine scene was just at its best, this photo. Yeah, it's a good Thanks for coming, isn't it? It's fucking awesome. It just, it just goes to show the variety and acceptance of so many different build styles in, in the scene. Just great. Graphics, you've got the chop top, you've got flare guards, you've got, you know, Australian, you've got US, you've got everything. Just, it's perfect time. Absolutely agree, mate. Good pickup. Page 59 and 58, thanks. Yep, got it. Yeah. Mm. That blue XR uh, Falcon of Ben Grayland, the engine bay undercarriage shot, just what a beautiful car. And I'm just going to go out there and say, this is, I know it's not, but I'm going to say it's cyan blue, and that's why it looks so good, yeah, it was because it's that beautiful metallic blue, just simple, clean, understated, but usable, like driver-friendly as well. And it's a nice XRs getting around, isn't there? There are, like all that whole, oh, they've always been popular, but lately seems to be XRs and XTs, as well as HKTG sedans. They just come into the forefront. They're just everywhere, and they look cool as well. They're nicely done. Nicely done. Candy red with gold wheels, yeah, like some that's Grand Champ or something, like maybe. I think I'm, no, it's Daniel. His name was Daniel. Actually, I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, the thing I like about XR Falcons is they're a classic Falcon shape. They don't tend to get the GT treatment as much and just another GT clone with wide interior and tubs. And I think XR retains its streetcar look. I love an XY. Street Machine posted a red XY on their Instagram, and it wasn't a Howie clone. It was just a red XY. It looked awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, they are a great shape. There's yeah, no question, question there. That's for sure. many GT clones in the XRs. Or I don't see them, maybe. Yeah, well, I don't see many either. I think you're definitely onto it. Compared to XWXY, XR's XT seems to sort of miss out on that, which is a good thing. Page 76, please, mate. Yep, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That was quick. Oh, that's what all the girls say. Uh, it was actually the FE build that Ash oh, yeah. and his dad, Gary Lowe, they're going to be doing the FE. I love the way they say triple webbed Holden red motor and the car rolling. I said, big and little jelly bean mags that appear 
very look. So look forward to seeing that done. And of course, Ash Light, he's actually a hashtag Moot. He's uh, been with us from the start on Instagram as well. So definitely a fan of that going to run too. Okay, back to page, or up to page 90, please, mate. The Barra-powered LC Tirana. Oh, I think that's just a great thing. Yeah, Al McClure, that's Troy's brother. It's um, a great car. LC, Barra, just looks tough. Love the colour. GDR, just looks cool. So, yeah, big fan of that. Definitely a special mention thing. And, again, that strip machine to a T just can build something. So it's quick and tough. Did you just call him Troy McClure's brother? <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Too much Simpsons as a kid, mate. <laughs> Page 106, thanks. I've got a shitload of special mentions. Yeah, so I've got all of everything else. That's good. That's all. Yeah, uh, 106. 106. Yep. We've got Travis Dean's Word of Stout. It's copying a 2J. I think that's just a really cool build. I love the whole concept behind that. Second Stout in a row for me as far as magazines go. And while we're kind of on that spread... And on those pages too, if you go up to the top of page 107, you've got Matt Kent's diesel-powered VF Valley and Hazel. Talk about building something different. So pretty keen to see how that goes. I think it's a Duramax, is it? Yeah, Duramax diesel. So, um, yeah, pretty keen to see how that thing runs when it's all sorted out. So definitely a different project, mate, that's for sure. And that's me sort of for special mentions. What do you got for Action Jacksons there, please? Page... 52. 52. Okay. Oh, have you been in that car? I was in that car. We caught on fire. We spin around. Break the door handle. They give me two beers. Are you still there? That's fucking cool. I've been thinking about that door handle. You should make Shannon like some high tensile, super strong door handle for that thing for the passenger side. I'll get some ground engaging tool from work or something. Oh, well, good idea. <laughs> Page 105. See that VG Valley of Daniel Wards? Yes. I yeah. just love that photo, man. I don't know why. It's just, it just looks like it's got a little, what what them thing called? The shade sail across the top of it? Oh, Sunvisor, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just pale. It's just getting pants, man. That is excellent thing to do with an old Val. I really love that. I love that shape of that car. There's not much I don't love about that photo, man. That's awesome. I agree that much. I actually chose that in Action Jackson too. I just dig the way it's got that little bit of steering into it. So it's blazing both rear tyres. It's about to shoot off in a bit of a hold it sideways power skid. Page 119, please. That that wagon on the dirt, just getting pantsed on the dirt and getting driven hard. Also liking that photo, whatever that bike that guy's on, it's got no clutch on the the bar, so it must be like a foot shifter. It's, It's definitely something different, eh? Yeah, like that is a great photo from both angles, yeah, for sure. I like that photo. It's, it's, it's a corker. Uh, and that's from Caprice Photography. So congratulations, Caprice. That's really good. Page 120, yep. Ali James in the baddie go Cortina. Oh, yeah. I love it. That, that's awesome, man. That could have been a tough shot every day of the week. That's a really good photo. <laughs> First burnout I ever done on tar was in a six-cylinder Cortina. So, yeah, it wasn't gentle. <laughs> Good work. What are your AJs there, Skip? Uh, if you go back to page 16, please. Yep, got it. Oh, yeah. I picked uh, I imagine that's Mount Panorama, Brocky and the VH Commodore shooting along. I think it's a great photo. That era, pretty much 79 to 83 when Brocky was in VB, VC, VH Commodores. Did he run it? Race to VB? When he go straight to VC? Was he still on a trial? I thought that was a VB. No, it's VH. No, oh, VH. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to have a look for that. I will have a look at it. Yeah, it doesn't really matter anyway. But that whole era, and even from the the last of the Tiranas, which were in the Marlborough colours, with the drop tanks and shit, it was about this time that I was in the fully immersed in the whole HDT being hot, thinking it was hot. HDT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, this is prime hot time. Yeah. And yeah, in that VH. So that's a great shot. Uh, if you can go to page ninety four, thanks. Patrick Lawler on the Fendies in that AB6 sedan. Yeah. How tough is that photo? Very, Love it. very tough. Yeah, LS powered, cops a bit of shit from the Mopar, purist morons, but, you know, yeah, I think it's great, and he's, he's doing the numbers as well, so good on you, Patrick. I love your mullet, too. It's pretty wild. But that wheel stand, that shot, is a fantastic action, Jackson. And the last one I had was Daniel Wardner's VG, which we've already spoken about. So, mate, do you want to uh, fill me in on your tough shots, thanks? Page 66, I already mentioned that. That was the Corvette fun park, you know, with all the, the roll bars and roll cages and levers and shifters <laughs> and stuff. Park. That, that was crazy. Yeah. So I, I won't mention it. But, uh, page 10, thanks. Yep. 
that Tirana in front of a town like Alice Springs, that is an iconic photo right there. That is, I love the I love the old J to start with. It's got the uh, big beefs on it. And it's got the the center lines. It's awesome, awesome looking car. And that photo, agreed. Really, yep, it's just on the dirt. They nail it there. Love it. Good photo. Good town. Everything. Oh. I agree. Such a tough car. How cool does that thing look? I love the stickers. I like the GDR stickers, the gills on the side of it. The one across the yep. top, everything just does it for me. Agree. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, page 16 is the same photo that you took, uh, same one that you mentioned about Brocky and the VH coming down through the mountains. VB, oh, yeah. VB's a small car. They're 1,300 kilos, so they're way in line with the Cortina. Uh, that's a VE these days is 1,800 kilos, so in the V, mm. the Commodore got a lot bigger. So these were little... They shared a wheelbase, I'm sure, with a Trana. Like specs. Sorry, they shared wheelbase specs with a Trana. That's why they're such a good little 308 car. Oh, I think, I think they're a great, great car, for sure. sure. Page 57. It's, it's interesting, interesting you talk about weight and VEs and stuff. You know, I was at the dump the other day in my panel van, and as I was leaving, it weighed in at, I think it was 1770 or something with me in it. So lop out, say, 85 kilos. So my V8 Valiant panel van... Weighs high 1,600 kilos. Who would have thought? Yeah, that's good. I thought it'd be that, that light. Yeah, I thought it would be heavier. Yeah, well, I guess like like VEs and shit, they got so much wiring and stuff, and I think that's what brings the bring brings them up on the scales of weight. All the wiring loom and that shit. So yeah, it's all I can really put it down to. Sorry, what page number do you want me to go? Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Yep. Oh yeah, that's oh, Limp. You, you mentioned this. Well, that's Limpy's photo in there. Oh, the XR, the blue XR. Yeah, from, mm. from the rear, man. That was like Delvin Delaney from the rear. That's a great photo. And I, I <laughs> love the quote. Car. I love the quote that uh, I think Taz McMillan wrote above. Read the quote out above it. No. Sorry, page 57. It says... Oh, yep. oh sorry. Yep. French paint, that yep. one? French paint on an Australian car. Sounds like spreading Dijon mustard on a Lamington. <laughs> <laughs> no job. <laughs> no, that's a great rear photo. Lim- Limpy. Uh, Limpy fuel cap. Now, mate, page 77, please. This is my imagination of the page numbers seem to be making a comeback. Maybe we've complained about it enough that Broad said, shut these two pair of cunts up and let's just put them on. Oh, he'd be hanging on every word and seeing what he can do to improve once he hears our fucked up opinion. <laughs> page, what did I choose? Page 77. That 179, yes. man, that is Dunny Do's finest there. That 179 with triples, chrome. Man, remember, it's a 209, but it's a 179. Remember the 186 beat the GTHO Falcon at Bathurst in 72. So the six-cylinders are good. That's a great photo with all the chrome. Love it. It is a great-looking car, and that's actually another tough shot I chose too, so just to get that over and done with while we're here. Yeah, great car. Beautiful. Righto, page 94. Well, it's a um, LS-powered Valiant. That's cool, but what I like more is uh, have a look in the right-hand side at his moustache. Oh, yeah. Tom yep. Tom Selleck got pregnant just looking at that moustache. Yeah. Page 103, and again, we're going to descend into silliness if we have ever elevated ourselves from it. Never. myself. Number seven, a Ryobi vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Found something that sucks more than my divorce. <laughs> if you go to page 107, please. Got Dick Scape's VG hardtop down the bottom. Yes. Yes, I like it. Fuck, so do I. Yep. Big block, Fender Wells. I fucking love Fender Wells. I'd cut up any cut of Fender Wells. Yep. 68 Superstock inspired, as in the, like the Hemi Darts. See how it's got the grey paint with the black front guards? That was pretty normal. That's how they used to deliver the cars in the States. This being basically a prime body and glass front guards in black. And it's had the wheel arches cut on the back to mimic a 68. I think that's just a great car. I, I think I like it's that too. awesome all round. I'm big on what well, I made up a genre, street bruisers. So for that, for Mr. Dodgy, for Arby's car, for any of the cars that aren't, you know, because muscle cars normally have really nice paint jobs and everything's all Mickey Mouse, and I like them as well. But I like this whole street bruiser idea, just something that's big and old and hard and fast and cool, and that's fucking one of them. I, oh, I agree. And actually, sorry, if you do go to back to page 91, the comment I had about... Al McClure's LC, which is how tough it looked in that photo on page 90 and 91, the uh, front three-quarter view. Yeah, it's a good photo. Yep, great stance. And lastly for me, it was actually the same as you, page 120, that black black TC Cortina. Oh, right. I thought it was a great-looking thing. So that pretty much wraps me up for Tough Shots, mate. I have to ask you a question. Sure. 
Not about 69, dude. That's so, so typical, typical of me. me. I introduce a segment that I don't, I don't even follow through with. Oh, fuck, I've got plenty there. I'm not even going to mention because people... Have, there's been plenty we've done like that. Right, page 69, dude. Have a look at it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, the blue, blue VK Commodore. Yeah. So, Blue Meanie. Uh, I like blue movies. I like bluey magazines. Bluey means red hair. And a common question that used to get asked a lot of times in a workshop, but now has died out because we don't want to... Uh, heard everyone's sensitivity is a, a question that you'd ask other fellas in a workshop quite often is he got any blueies <laughs> <laughs> remember when porn has on dvds and guys over there on vhs and people come out and workshop sell them in little vans dodgy dudes and, oh and, yeah, and yeah. They, they do the rounds you got any blueies <laughs> but at particular points in the vhs porn uh video when you reverse it and fast forward it a lot it tends to stretch and wear the tape so the good spots <laughs> some may say the money shots tend to wear out a little bit <laughs> i'm an idiot it's a shame you couldn't screenshot them isn't it <laughs> Screenshot was something totally different back in the days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking pervert, major. <laughs> you're a bad influence. Oh, fuck, I've heard that before. Tell me, you're allowed to have one of these reader's rides. I'm gifting you one of these cars. It's yours, take it. Okay, okay page 111. Oh, We've got John Flanders, that's Ned's brother. We've got his <laughs> oh, okay. 1955 Chevy pickup. Wow, it's a peach, isn't it? Fucking oath, up the top of the page. Jesus, it's smooth. It's a smooth operator, mate. It's a beautiful car. Damn, that sexy-ass Flanders. Like, it's a great-looking pickup. Nice cruiser spec kind of, uh, what is it, 327, auto, air ride. I just love it. Yeah, that's Something awesome. about it. Just, it just works. It's a great car to cruise around in. Yeah, so that was my choice for Reader's Rockets. What did you have there, mate? Oh, yeah, page 112. Can I just say that Reader's Rides is easily, a lot of times, one of my favourite parts of the magazine. That and dirty stuff. Yeah. I really enjoy it. But have a look at Kevin Jones' 1967 ZA Ford Fairlane on the left-hand side. Oh, Matt 351. He's going to be just jizzing himself right about now. I love it, man. That is such a nice car. It's a slim, dusty car. I like the ride height. I like everything. I just want to get in it and drive it. That's why I want that car. So if you... I always bang on and say I'm a driver. So just give me that car and I'll go drive it, man. I'll put 200,000 Ks on the fucking thing. I don't care. Oh, it doesn't need anything done to it, does no, it? It's just perfect exactly as it is. That's it. Maybe a, a 410 shotgun on the back with a few shelves and a few cans of beer and rolling around the floor with Rosie driving me on a, on a bank robbery. But... <laughs> if ever there is a that's car, you read... Actually, that's your assignment next Bible studies. Give me the car that you would rob a bank in. Okay. okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'd rob the bank in? A white VE or VF Commodore sedan, plane. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, I know it's really boring just because you wouldn't stand out in the crowd. A, a, a police car. I think, um, <laughs> I think we've done it. We, we have, have, mate. We have. Wow, man. If we A bit later on, we'll have to tell the story of, uh, of how this episode come together because, fuck, it wasn't easy. No, no, it wasn't, but we got there in the end, and that's the best part. Yeah. Something, a bit of uh, domestic bliss for me, just right at the end, if you've got another couple of minutes. I got a phone call sure. from uh, Brett Abraham. He's, of course, the guy that owns Car 35, New South Wales Variety Bash car. Yeah. He rings yeah. me. He says, guess what? And I'm like, ah, oh, fucks me, you're pregnant? He's like, no. Oh, right. He says, Did I have uh, the posty fucking strip machine magazine? <laughs> He goes, I haven't got a navigator for this year's New South Wales Variety Bash. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you going where you were th where I think you're going? I'm going there. Right? He goes, would you like to come along? Well, and I just yeah. start screaming and yelling. And he's like, what? I said, have you got earmuffs? And he goes, I'm fucking getting some. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to say. So we're going to do a bit of. Brett, Brett, <laughs> you need to buy earmuffs. You need to buy a kind of silence to put over Redmond. And most importantly, you need to buy the world's strongest door handle for that left front EH door. And pump the left strut up because there's going to be some eskies and stubby holders. But he, uh, <laughs> very, very nice of him to, to invite me along. I'm really excited. No, to that's awesome. do a, a road trip down to New South Wales. We're going to do, uh, when I say Car 35 and Brett Abraham and the Moots and everything we do, we actually support... New South Wales kids via all of this. It's not us doing any of that. It's the, the main thing is without being a do good and fuck. It is for the kids that and more than ever at this time. So it's a bit of a change format due to some fucking Ford virus shit that's going on. But yeah, so 
we'll start doing some videos and start pushing that forward again as it gets on. And I'll probably fucking cancel as it gets as it gets closer. But I'll just get Red Dirt Pirate to sneak me over the border. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, mate, look, I think that'll be a fantastic experience because I know how much you love the variety bash and are keen to get in on the action yourself, like with maybe your own car. So that'll be awesome. And good on you, Brett. We'll try and support you as much as possible, and especially through COVID. It must be hard to do fundraising as far as social things go and all that sort of stuff. So I look forward to seeing what the shenanigans you pair get up to We're going on, to that, on that event. Earmuffs for e-horse. We've got to buy Brett some earmuffs. But uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. a couple of years, three of these ago, four years ago, I was talking to somebody from the Queensland Variety Bash about maybe getting an opportunity to ride along and do some, maybe do some reporting while I was there or some video or something for him. And he said, look, at this late stage, the only seat we can get you, somehow, I never mentioned it, but somehow he figured it out from an email that I'm actually a mechanic. So he got back to me, he goes, good news, yeah, good news, I've managed to get you a seat. And I'm like, that's fantastic, mate. He goes, we have a bunch of volunteers that come with us in a little truck and they do all the repairs on the car. So sometimes they work all night and they really enjoy it and the guys get into it. <laughs> I've just had to go, that's probably not something I'd be interested in. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you have a yeah. fucking drinking team? And he just started laughing. I said, oh, mate, I, at this day. Oh, look, the, the guys that do that work and the mechanic, they volunteer, they're passionate and they're very, very lovely humans. And I fully support them in that, but you don't want me along for that ride. I'm going to fucking angle, oh. angle grinder and cable ties and the rest is just going to be fucking ignored. <laughs> oh, no, mate, that'll, that'll be cool. And I look forward to seeing what you guys get up to on that adventure, for sure. Hopefully it does go ahead. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing I'm hoping. I'm going to need some help off maybe Gus or one of them guys that's good electronically just to, we want to do an update of the video every day and I don't know how to do much of that. I don't know how to do any of the editing or put some music on it, but we really want to give it a good shot for the for the Variety Bash people. They they work hard and, and they do a good job, so we want to give them some content too, hopefully. Just some exposure. Yeah, sweet. No, no that'll be the shot. shot. Look, I'm sure one of the hashtag woods out there, I'm sure someone out there has got a bit of skill as far as how to, you know, fiddle a video to make it do what you need to do. So maybe if they can get in touch with us through that little triangle, uh, direct messages, and, yeah, hopefully we, you know, might be able to get helped out by someone there to make that super cool. I said to Brett, have you got a GoPro? He goes, don't bring your fucking GoPro. I'm like, why? I washed it. It's disinfected. <laughs> he goes, don't bring it. It's not coming in my fucking car. So, so I left it on the head of my bed. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great, great stuff. All right, mate, that wraps us up for episode 49 of the Thong Slappers podcast. If you want to get in contact with us, flick us an email, thongslappers at optusnet.com.au, or send us a direct message through our Instagram page, and we'll endeavour to get back to you and or post any cool shit you send us. So thanks very much for joining us, everyone. Right, Simon. Thank you very much for running the ship, and uh, give my love to the family, and take care. Hey, right, don't mate. give my love to Sonny. He's a c- <laughs> <laughs> uh, old basketball head himself. <laughs> I'll car, the staffy dodge him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Catch you later. Take care, Simon. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye.